Today's reading comes from Ephesians chapter 4, starting at verse 17. Now this I affirm and insist on in the Lord. You must no longer live as Gentiles live in the futility of their minds. They are darkened in their understanding, alienated from the life of God because of their ignorance and their hardness of heart. They have lost all sensitivity and have abandoned themselves to licentiousness, greedy, to practice every kind of impurity. That is not the way you learned Christ. For surely you've heard about him and were taught in him as truth is in Jesus. You were taught to put away your former way of life, your old self, corrupt and deluded by its lusts, and to be renewed in the spirit of your minds, and to clothe yourselves with the new self, created according to the likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness. So then, putting away falsehood, let all of us speak the truth to our neighbour, for we are members of one another. Be angry, but do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger, and do not make room for the devil. Thieves must give up stealing. Rather, let them labour and work honestly with their own hands, so as to have something to share with the needy. Let no evil talk come out of your mouths, but only what is useful for building up, as there is need, so that your words may give grace to those who hear. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, with which you were marked with a seal for the day of redemption. Put away from you all bitterness and wrath, and anger and wrangling and slander, together with all malice, and be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, as in God, in Christ, has forgiven you. Therefore, I... Uh, Therefore, be imitators of God as beloved children and live in love. Uh, this morning, uh, we're continuing our series on relationships and uh, we're particularly looking at, about how we can uh, re repair relationships. Uh, often when I talk about uh, relationships and re relationships that are broken, I use the uh, analogy of fences, and uh, when you're offended, you put up a fence, uh, and fences bring a break between us and other people. Uh, when, when we experience offense, uh, there's forgiveness that's needed, uh, it can bring a fence between us and God. Uh, this morning, uh, I'd like to talk about us to relationships in maybe a different frame. Uh, you may have seen uh, this hashtag on the internet, relationship goals. I put <laughs> relationship goals question mark. Is that a relationship goal? Uh, may, maybe uh, you might tag that thruple goals. But in terms of relationships, uh, what happens when we don't repair them? When we don't uh, repair relationships, it's an invitation to a third party. 
It's an open invitation to a third party to be in the middle of uh, what should be an existing and a healthy relationship. Uh, Ephesians uh, 4.27 puts it this way. Uh, Don't make room for the devil. And so what happens uh, when we have brokenness in our relationship, a need for repair that we haven't dealt with, is that the enemy comes and he's the one that sits in the middle of what should be otherwise a healthy, well-connected relationship. And as long as we continue to not deal with what is broken, there is another party to a relationship. Now, none of us would say, uh, my, my spouse and I are, are really wanting someone to sit in the middle between us. No, no, no one would say, oh, my best friend and I really want someone to be in between us. And no one would say, other than Jesus, I want someone between me and knowing God. And so when we don't deal with brokenness in relationship, we, we get the evil one who comes in the middle. And you, you can't see him, but you can know his fruit. And this is what it looks like. Anger, fear, instability, contempt, control, criticism, distance, and dissolution of relationships. See, the, the enemy's aim is to steal, kill, and destroy. Uh, the uh, brokenness is his fruit. Uh, God's aim is to, for you to have life, life in the full. Uh, but when the enemy is in the middle of our relationship, uh, what we see is anger, fear, instability, contempt, control, criticism. That's what we see. Uh, I'm going to go, uh, and I'll, I'll get to why I'm going short. Uh, I'm going to go really quick this morning because uh, I have something that I'll get to at the end. Uh, Paul in Ephesians talks about an old way, an old way in life where we're kind of tossed to and fro by different truth that we hear. We, we find a lack of stability and we're insecure. He talks about how when you, you don't know God, you're futile in your mind. You think that you know the way, but you don't know the way. Darkened in understanding, hard hearts. Uh, where, when you think about it, when you're in the dark, uh, anything, any little bit of light looks bright. But suddenly when you're in the light, uh, you gain a new perspective. And so when we're in light, when you turn the light on in the middle of the night, you can suddenly see the room, you can see depth, you can see all details. Uh, without the light, it looks uh, shallow in terms of depth and lacking in detail. Sometimes when it's really pitch black, you can, uh, Hamish and I went down the mines in Ballarat, uh, you can't even see your hand in front of your face. Uh, the, the description the Bible is giving us is when you don't know God, it's like, uh, it's like being in darkness. And you don't know that you, what you don't know until you turn the light on. Now, when you live as a Christian and you have been living as a Christian for a long time, you know what life looks like with the light on. <laughs> and you don't know what life looks like with the light off. And so it's sometimes difficult for us to get perspective on some of the things. And the thing that snaps us out of that place of darkness is truth. Uh, see, truth sets us free. Uh, truth is something that we're called to speak to each other in love. And uh, what, what's the reason that we are members of one another? Uh, too often I see Christians who uh, speak badly about other Christians to other Christians instead of speaking truth in love to the person that they should be talking to. 
This shouldn't be so. Paul says it shouldn't be so. For we are members of one another. When we speak badly about someone behind them, we're creating brokenness in a relationship rather than connectedness, which is what we are designed for. Uh, so Ephesians talks about how we are to go ahead. That, that uh, I, I like this imagery of clothing. As God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, clothe yourself with compassion, uh, kindness, humility, meekness and patience. And so my general encouragement is, well, it's time to get new clothes. Most people, if you say, well, it's time to get new clothes, will be pretty excited about the fact that they've got unlimited budget by God to go shopping for what he has prepared for them. Put away the old clothes. I wonder when you pick up new clothes, uh, are you someone that puts them on straight away like me? Or are you like my wife, Katie, who likes to put them away and save them for a special occasion? Neither's wrong. We're, we're just different. Uh, if you are someone that likes to put them away, uh, I would encourage you that good clothes aren't useful if you don't use them. And if we don't use the good clothes that God gives us to repair relationship. Yeah, see, see a lot of guys get it. <laughs> I'm sure a lot of you get Katie's perspective as well. Neither is wrong. <laughs> uh, what good are new clothes if we don't use them? So we're given these new clothes and uh, we heard them from Ephesians, and we're called to wear them. And as we put on these uh, new clothes instead of the old clothes, it, it speaks of like the, the criminal that should stop stealing, instead get a job, earn enough money that they can then give to others. It's uh, in putting on the new clothes, it's a new way of living and a new way of being in relationship uh, with others. And the, the key part that we, we get to in Ephesians is this. Be kind, tender-hearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ has forgiven you. Uh, in Christ, God has clothed us in his love through the cross to bring forgiveness and love that changes us. We're called uh, to receive that love, wear that love, and then extend that love to others. As we have been forgiven, we forgive. And in so doing... Uh, what we do is we are imitators of God as beloved children. We're not judgmental parents. We're beloved children in relationship with everyone. As a child who has been clothed in you, not with something that they deserved or paid for, but clothed with something that they couldn't uh, earn or buy as an act of grace and to then extend that to others. And we're called to, in, the, in our words, in our actions, uh, to bring the grace of God. That is, God's empowering presence will come to others as we imitate God. And in some way, uh, whether they're Christian or not, uh, in our imitation of God, God will encounter the other people through us as we extend forgiveness. So I was talking to someone uh, from our 9am service after, and they were saying, a lot of people come through my office and uh, this concept of forgiveness, which is so powerful, is so foreign in the secular world. And it's something that we have uh, an understanding of the power of. Maybe you do, maybe you don't, but it's there for you to then extend to others. And in that witness of forgiveness in the world, they're, they're given a new thing. And it can sometimes take God's power to bring forgiveness, but until, until you bring forgiveness... There's always going to be someone else in the middle of a relationship. There's always going to be 
something perpetuating. If you hold unforgiveness, no matter how long you've held it for, whether it's judgments against parents, grandparents, uh, people in your childhood, that, that past judgment where you have not forgiven can have present effect in life. Because it's an open uh, foothold for the enemy to step in. And as you close those doors through bringing forgiveness, it doesn't mean restoration, uh, because at the, in Ephesians it says, don't let the sun go down on your anger. Uh, I, I'm sure anyone who's married knows the wisdom that it's not good to start an argument at 11.30 at night because no one's head is in the right place. So it doesn't mean resolve everything before you go to bed. Do not let the sun go down on your anger. It means that you actually uh, need to resolve it between you and God. God, I forgive this person for this hurt that they've caused me. Give me the strength to pursue reconciliation in a way that is tender-hearted and loving in the way that you have loved me. And then you go to sleep and then you make a time where you're level-headed and you can come to the person and say, I'm not sure if you really knew or if you noticed, uh, but I was really hurt when this happened and my desire is for deep connection with you and this is in the way between you and me. And so going that path of humility and restoration. Uh, so our job is to reconcile others to the love of God by imitating him in relationship. And as we, we do that, uh, his love will not only change us, uh, it will change others around us. And so I'm, I'm really zipping through this message. <laughs> uh, some, some of you are probably thankful and would like me to do that every week. <laughs> some, some of us take longer to absorb things. So here's a tip. Approach issues with uh, not judgment, uh, not arrogance, curiosity to understand the other with the name of connection. You've been hurt by someone else. Don't come in and make it your desire for them to <laughs> understand you. Seek to understand what was going on for them. Hey, we, we had a bit of an awkward interaction when we caught up the other day. Um, how are you doing? Immediately, they're, they're telling you, you're showing them that you care about them, you desire to connect with them, and they say, oh, you, you, know, you know what, I'd, I had a really bad day, had a really bad sleep, and in that moment, they have an opportunity to repair the connection themselves and, and go, yeah, I, I was a bit mean to you. I'm, I'm really sorry that I was mean to you. And so that gives them an opportunity for restoration, but... Seek to understand uh, through curiosity uh, in order to reconnect and restore relationship. And if you want more tips, read Ephesians 4 again. There's your framework. Uh, 